Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There are two issues that um, really galvanize opinion in this country now. One is the economy, and the other is healthcare. And healthcare politics is in there somewhere. But uh, I believe that healthcare is still number one, and uh, the economy is not far behind. They are intertwined. But we're talking healthcare. And we know as of Tuesday, the Prime Minister, Mr. Trudeau, will be meeting with the premiers. And the whole idea is that they, uh, the premiers are asking for more money from Ottawa, as you know. And Ottawa will deliver more money because there's an election coming up and because it's the only way they know how to do things. Paul Martin. Paul Martin, when he was the prime minister of this country for a very short period of time, uh, he came up with some 40 plus billion dollars over 10 years, cash injection, funds, funding injection to the provinces for um, health care. So that was over 10 years. They didn't get it all at once. They got it, uh, I think it was at 6% over the 10-year period. And where are we? Where are we? We're living with a system where people, and it's not because of COVID solely. COVID had an influence, but our system was broken before COVID. So we have a system where people's surgeries, patient surgeries are being canceled, postponed. Cancer patients can't get their treatments, can't even be diagnosed at times. Um, heart patients are not being diagnosed and treated. The system is broken. It is broken. And it needs repair. So what's the route to take? More money from Ottawa? Is more money going to change things? I don't think so. But how have things changed when the Supreme Court of Canada got involved in 2005 in the province of Quebec, where Quebec was asking, or a Quebecer, Mr. Shawley, was asking for the same thing that Brian Day is asking, Dr. Brian Day, and that is for private health insurance and private care to be made available to Quebecers. So the Supreme Court said, yeah, yep. We're, we'll go along with this. We believe that it's constitutional, it's appropriate, so Quebecers will have the right to private health care and private insurance. And then the Canadian Medical Association, and I read this several times, but not everybody's been with us for the full hour. The Canadian Medical Association on September 13, 2005, wrote this, citing the recent Supreme Court of Canada ruling, that would be the one about Quebec, and concerns about lengthy wait times, 2005, 2023, same situation. The Canadian Medical Association has endorsed private health insurance and private sector health services for patients who don't get timely treatment through the public system. So that was 2005. 64% of delegates voted for it. 35% voted against. All right. So how things turned out in the province of Quebec after the Shaouli decision? How Are things better? Is... Healthcare being delivered more effectively, more efficiently, um, 
and and I should tell you this, and my guest will be more expansive on this. The it's not the entire healthcare system that has been impacted. It's 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 far more selective. There are certain procedures that have been okayed for this kind of involvement, um, private health insurance and private health. Uh, delivery. Renaud Brossard is the Senior Director of Communications for the Montreal Economic Institute. They've been very carefully following developments with healthcare in Quebec and particularly after the Charlie decision. Renaud, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, did I explain things appropriately? Did the Shaoli decision mean Quebecers could buy private health insurance and access private health care? Uh, I think we explained it pretty well, yeah. Uh, you know, it's the Saudi case made it possible to, uh, or at least said that it should be possible for Quebecers to buy private health insurance. Uh, unfortunately, though, uh, as your previous guest was mentioning, uh, politics got involved. Uh, so since Shaoli, uh, since Shaoli was specifically about three surgeries, it was about uh, hip replacement, it was about knee replacement, and it was about cataract surgeries. Uh, when the Quebec government actually got to change uh, to changing the law to allow it to comply with the decision, it only allowed in- private insurance for these three very specific treatments. Uh, so unfortunately, while while private medical insurance is technically allowed, so it's possible for someone to have a duplicate insurance for these three sort of treatments, uh, it made such a small market that there is no market that developed. Okay, so the so the government got involved and manipulated the Supreme Court decision effectively. Yeah, well, what what it is that they they put so many they put, they put so many hurdles around it yeah. that they made the market unattractive. What a surprise! They complied with the Supreme Court decision, uh, but they still they still managed to find a way to make it so that uh, the biggest insurance is well. Technically not fully banned, effectively banned. Okay. So uh, I could buy, and I lived in Quebec from 2007 to 2016. Mm-hmm. So so I could purchase insurance. It would be available to me for knee replacement, hip replacement, and cataracts. Exactly. Okay. That, that's literally the, the only three uh, surgeries for which it's available. Uh, now there have been some good outcomes from Saudi. I just I, like yeah. Please I, tell us. I'm going. I'm going at it from from a uh, from a very pessimistic perspective. There have been some good outcomes. Uh, one of them uh, is at least in terms of measuring delays. Uh, right now, uh, well, actually, since uh, since the Saudi case, the Quebec government started to uh, keep track of how long the wait times were for knee surgeries, for cataract surgeries, and for hip replacements. Uh, and we do have that data now, so we it's it's possible for the government to make better informed decisions. It's also possible for researchers uh, like the folks at the Montreal Economic Institute. Uh, it's possible for us to look at it and see if things have gotten better, if things have gotten worse, how that can change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other good thing that we got um, from Shaudi, uh was also that government started to set standards. Uh, so after Shaudi. Uh, since people had been waiting for nine months, ten months uh, to get knee surgery, to get hip replacement, and let's be honest, these are not cosmetic surgeries. These, these are surgeries people are getting because it's impacting their their quality of life. Uh, so since then, there have been some goals that have been set. Uh, so but, but, but let me ask you, are, are, are those goals met or are they just set? Uh, I would say some of them are just set, some of them are met. Okay. Uh, well, so cataract surgeries... Uh, the, the waiting lists have gone down quite massively, and those goals are well, very close to met. 
But then when it comes to knee and hips, then it just gets progressive. Okay. So uh, when, when I was in Quebec, I needed an MRI. And so the the doctor who needed the MRI said, look, you've got two choices. You can have it done here at the hospital, and it's going to take about a year, year and a half for you to get it. Or mm-hmm. here's the names and phone numbers of some clinics that do MRIs, imaging clinics, and you can probably get it in 48 hours or 72 hours. So I called one of the clinics. They essentially said, come in tomorrow. Yeah. And we'll take care of it for you. And it was going to be 650 bucks. As I recall, certainly it was under $700 and they were then going to share that. (laughs) Here's where it got interesting. They were going to take the imaging that they had, share it with the hospital, but the, their, their equipment wasn't mutually cooperative. So, 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 so they couldn't read it. So a doctor from the hospital would have to go to the clinic to read the, the MRI. Anyway, that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. So the, the question that I have is this. Have things improved? So let's just deal with those three areas that are that are coverable by insurance. Knee, hip, cataracts. Because the government focused on those and messed up the rest. They should have just left it alone and let the system take care of itself as the Supreme Court decided. So if 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 if, if I look if I need uh let's say I need a knee replacement in, in the province of Ontario and it's going to be, I don't know, a year, two years, whatever. And in Quebec, if I need that, the same procedure, how long, and I buy insurance, how long would it take? Well, right, so, so right now, since there's no market for insurance, uh, because they made it so small, it would be impossible to have that insurance. But if you want to go into private, uh, to, to, get, uh, to get the treatment in an independent health clinic, uh, then yeah, it would, be, it would be a matter of a couple of days, maybe a week, but you'd be able to get that treatment very fast. Uh, and one of the impacts actually this has had is that it has made the public the the public system better able to cope, uh, because wait times have also gone down in the public system. Is it because the public and system and feels and pressure? And, well, well, it, it's 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 very simple. It's because uh, what what uh, private health entrepreneurs, independent health entrepreneurs, have done by opening up clinics, by opening up new surgery centers, uh, is that they've increased capacity. Gotcha. So let's, so let's say that you need, uh, I don't know, you need to uh, do 10,000 knee surgeries a year in the province. Yeah. I'm just say, pulling a number out of, the, out of the air here. But if you add five or six extra operating rooms and in the private sector, they try to, uh, to make it very efficient. They're, fo- they're focused on very specific types of surgeries. So they're able to make to make a lot more operations with those operating rooms. I got you. Well, it is helping cut down on the on the waiting times for everybody. Yeah, I understand. And if somebody might say, well, there's only a finite number of doctors, but that doesn't really hold water, that argument, because there's a finite number of operating rooms. And if there are more operating rooms, then doctors will be operate more than if there's a lower number of operating rooms. We're getting caught up in minutia here. So, uh, Reno, we have a, just a couple of minutes here. I'm just going to go to the last sentence in your email to me. You wrote, I would also add one of the benefits has been in terms of public opinion. Now we're talking about the changes that have happened in Quebec after Shirley. Um, Where Quebec is consistently the province that has the highest approval for mixed and private care. Please speak to us about that. Well, the thing is, you know, you've you've listened to our healthcare debate in this country and whatever... Whenever someone says the word private, we bring up the American healthcare boogeyman. Uh, I think what Quebecers have seen since Shouty is that it is not the case. Uh, there are 
sure there are systems that use private and are problematic, like the U.S. system. But there's a lot of other systems, like the French and Swedish system, uh, that are employing some uh, independent health resources within the government-run system, and it's working well. They've also seen that uh, they have access, faster access, with independent clinics rather than government-run clinics in the province. Uh, so consistently, their opinion uh, of private health care, of independent uh, health entrepreneurs has been very, very good. Uh, in our last survey, actually, we had a survey on this uh, back in November, uh, a full 67% of Quebecers uh, were in favor of increased access uh, to private and entrepreneurial health care practices, uh, which was the highest in the country. Now, I want to know, everywhere in the country, we've, ha- we've always seen that there's more people that are for this increased access than opposed. But Quebec is by far the province where uh, you have the best accessibility for these sort of, uh, of different models. And and that is because of Shaoli in 2005, yes or no? I believe so. I, I'm, we're, we're just looking at it from the fact that it's the only province that has this sort of, uh, yeah, of model right. that, has, right. uh, that has had this case. Uh, and it has certainly helped change the minds of people. It has also allowed people to see what it is. Uh, and, and consistently, we've, seen, we've actually seen the, uh, the numbers uh, increase reliably in the last couple of years in support of uh, private and alternative healthcare arrangements. Mm-hmm. Uh, so based on that, we're looking at it. I, I don't think it's a matter of linguistics. I think what really is at play here is the fact that we have the Shouty case uh, that has allowed for some, uh, some, uh, some level of private development. Yeah. And, and as you point out in your, in your news releases, I'll read again here. In France, for example, private companies and nonprofit organizations account for 40% of care providers in the governmental insurance plan. In Sweden, the St. Goran Hospital is a successful example of a private hospital operating in a universal insurance system. So you have a completely private hospital working successfully in a public system. So it can be done. It can. And uh, I think to, to what you were saying about Doug Ford, this is a little bit, this is what Ontario is moving closer to these sort of models, thanks to, uh, thanks to the ability for Ontarians to now go to some uh, private surgical centers to be able to get their treatment, but to pay with their OHIP card. Uh, it is the same sort of thing that right now the government of Quebec is looking into. Uh, they're looking into opening two uh, privately operated uh, mini hospitals that are going to be covered by the RAMQs or our local OHIP card. Uh, and, and, and the goal here is simply to uh, to have hospitals that are managed differently to see if there's there's a, a way to um, to experiment a little bit. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 